Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hey folks, welcome to Good News Wednesday. No bad news here, God's still on the throne. I want to give a quick shout out to Allison, it's her birthday. Hard to believe, 44 years ago today, Sandy and I were waiting for her arrival. About 11.38 that night, but uh, we're glad she's here and glad she's doing well. Just amazing how time gets away, <laughs> goes away. Yeah, no, no bad news. God's still on the throne, still doing wonderful things, still saving, delivering, setting people free. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. And, and that um, world is full of chaos, but God gives us protection. I want to talk to you tonight about abiding in the secret place. Now, it's no, when I say, uh, when I go to these scriptures we talk about tonight in Psalm 91, you'll know, most of you know them, maybe quote those, but I just want to talk to you about abiding there. We know Paul tells us 2,000 years ago, uh, thereabouts, he says that in the last days, perilous times will come. You know that, that uh, scripture there in 2 Timothy 3? He says that perilous, hard, or savage, or difficult and dangerous, and we sure live in those times today. It says the word describes a society that is barren of virtues but abounding with vices, and we certainly know that. But we have a covenant. How many of you are glad you have a covenant tonight through Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. But we have a covenant of protection. It includes protection. God said he would be our protector. In Psalm 4, 8, in the Amplified, it says, For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety and confident trust. Psalm 91. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 91. You may be able to quote it. But the first part of that, it says, He who dwells or abides in the secret place of the Most High, he who abides in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God has a side and man has a side, and, and uh, there's no problem, no religion, no uh, uh, problem in this world that we can't overcome with God's help, but we have a part to play when we're born again, when walking in his blessings, we must play our part, and that's to abide. How many of you know we're to abide in Christ, in, in Jesus? In John 15, 7, in fact, in John 15, in the first part of John 15, Jesus talks about abiding in him, abiding in his word, abiding, if you abide in, in, my, in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And also in John 8, 31 and 32, he says, if you, uh, if you abide or continue in my words, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And, and in Psalm 91, we must abide in God. Stay put in him, otherwise we're out there by ourselves. So we, we have a, a place we have to be. Our part is, and here's the part we're going to go to right now. I will say, say that with me. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He's a place where we can go to, a place of safety and protection tonight. Say it with me. He, he is my refuge and my fortress. A fortress is a, it's like a military term of military stronghold. It's a place where you can go and, and be uh, safe. My God, in him will I trust. 
Well, I'm asking you tonight, is that what you're looking for? Is you're looking for safety, you're looking for a place you can go where you can have rest, you can have safety. Well, it's only in the presence of the Lord. But we have to do things. We have to say, and, and over in uh, Mark 11, you know that scripture, it says, Jesus said, whosoever shall say, we speak to mountains, we speak to problems, we're to say something. And we have to say that, that God is our refuge and our fortress. In him will we trust. Amen? Amen. Far too many Christians are saying what the news media is saying today. Certainly has a lot going on in our world today, and you can get on one side or another, but we need to be on God's side. What is God saying? And we need to be saying what God is saying. And uh, so it's important that we abide and say. Abide and say. Over in uh, where you abide, let me read this because I wrote it down earlier. Uh, where you abide determines your uh, stability and level of protection. When you rebel against God and try to protect yourself, you're on your own. How many of you have tried things on your own? Gone out and done things. Maybe you had people who gave you good wisdom, but you didn't take it, and you got out, went out and done the things on your own. How many times that doesn't work out so well, does it? So we have to know those things that we have to abide in him. That means reside there. You know, when uh, people grow up in, in the household, they can move out, but you know there's still protection when you have a family around you. That's what the church is. We're like a family. And when we have those around us can help us. But we must guard ourselves and we must guard our heart because there's an enemy out there today. The Bible says guard your heart or keep your heart with all diligence. That means be strong. Be, keep your heart, your mind, your will, your emotions in check. I mean, even though what's going on in the world today, right? what, what we see on the TV so much today is, is built out of uh, misguided emotions misguided uh, uh, truth. <laughs> you know, there, is, there isn't a whole lot of truth in a lot of stuff we see. There's some pain, there's some hurting, yeah, I understand that. But we must guard our heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. We have to know what the Word of God says. First Peter 5, 8, you know this scripture. Be sober. How many of you know you can be drunk with the cares of the world and, and the fears and all the anxiety that's going on in the world today? But be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. How many of you know a lot of people don't even believe in the devil? But you know, we see the effects of what he's doing here on this earth, because he's the prince of the power of the air. The devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for somebody to devour. And if we're not abiding in the presence of Almighty God, if we're not in that secret place, we're out there on our own, he can devour us, friends. You know that as well as, as, uh, as you've heard these comments before. But we, uh, when we try to do things and get out from under the covering of God's help and God's grace, we can get in big trouble real quick. And you know that too. I believe there's two, two uh, of Satan's greatest tools or weapons, it would be weapons against us, is our deception and, and division. He's been called the master deceiver. How many of you know he can deceive even the, the, uh, the wiliest people, even the uh, ones that think they stand? You know, the Bible tells us if we think we stand, be careful because we're about ready to set ourselves up for a fall. So we need God's grace. We need God's direction. We need God's truth all the time. But he's not only the, uh, but not, must not only know the word of God, but be obedient to walk in it so we'll not be deceived. 
Well, you know, I've heard people say, and you've probably have too, well, I've heard that before, or I've somebody said, or it's something this and that. We need to know what the Word of God says. And then when we read something, we have understanding of it, we need to walk in it. We need to be obedient to it. The other thing is division. Division is a, a, a major tactic of the enemy. It's a military term. What's that mean? Divide and conquer. That's what the enemy likes to do. Now, over in Ephesians 4, Paul tells us about walking in unity, walking in, in oneness. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness, lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, being with, uh, bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit of the, of the bond of peace. Keeping the unity, <laughs> keeping the peace, amen? That doesn't sound like a term we hear much about today because there's so much unrest in our world today, but he says, keep the unity. Be worthy of the calling that God has put up on your life. How many of you know you've been called? Say that with me right now. I'm called. I'm called to the ministry of reconciliation. We're to bring people to the place where they can get to know God for themselves. And if we're not careful, we can fall into that uh, trap of being divided. How many of that, you know it's called the, uh, the body of Christ? The body of Christ. You can't do, uh, we, we know we can do without a limb or this or that or other, but it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill the purpose of the body, does it? So we have to be together. We have to be in unity. And Paul says, do that in one accord. Don't you find it amazing? I do. I looked through the Bible and I find it amazing at, at the great things that happened when the body of Christ was in unity and in one accord. We find over in, in that first church in, in Acts chapter 1 and 2, they were in that upper room. It says they were tearing in the upper room in one accord. And when, they, when it, we were in that one accord, what happened? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came in that upper room in Acts chapter 2, and the church was birthed right then and there. So we have to know there's important things. And over in Acts 2.40, you can read this for yourself, 2.40 to 47, it says they met daily from house to house. They were, and in one accord, in, in prayers and in, in fellowship and joining together. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And when they did, great things would happen, like the church was being added to on a daily basis. In other words, the church was growing right then and there. That's an important thing. We need to be in unity. We need to be in one accord. Then we find over in Acts chapter 4, you know that story after Peter and John had uh, raised a lame man at the gate beautiful. We see that uh, they, they were told not to talk about Jesus anymore. <laughs> That's still going on today. The world doesn't want to hear about Jesus but we need, to, we need to be putting the word out regardless. But in Acts chapter 4, they were let go, and they went back to their own companions. And then they prayed. It said they prayed in one accord, and they began to proclaim and ask God to give them boldness. And it says the place was shaken. That church was shaken. <laughs> you tell me you want revival? There would be a lot of shaking going on if we'd be getting in one accord in our churches. We'd begin to see the power of God. Amen? And that place was shaken and they were filled. The apostles uh, uh, gave the word of God in boldness and great things began to happen and the church was continually added to. And then in, 
Following that, there were signs and wonders and miracles that happened. That sign that Peter and John raised the lame man, but that was continued on. It went on, and the, uh, people went on being uh, moved by the Holy Spirit, and there was a supernatural ability in the church because they had oneness, and they were in wholeness, and they abided in unity. To abide in a place of God's protection, we must not be deceived, and we must not be divided. We must be as one. Now, Psalm 91, verse 3 says, in the New Living Test uh, translation, it says, For he will rescue you from every trap. How's that for good news? Every time you get in trouble, he's going to come to your rescue. <laughs> it's, it's his mighty power coming to your rescue in the times of trouble. He will rescue you, it says, from deadly disease. How many of you know what? Uh, COVID-19, he will rescue you if you get COVID-19, but whatever disease. How many of you know there's diseases coming down the pike all the time? He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth. Listen, you get out from under his covering. It's be, you ever notice that uh, uh, there's a group of eagles out there uh, just about a, a quarter of a mile outside of St. Joe on 74. They've had a nest up there for a few years now. But you know what? We ever watch an eagle or uh, even, even a, a, a chicken when the, the mother chick will get their, their, uh, their uh, chicks underneath them and cover them so predators can't get to them? God will do the same thing for you. He'll keep you under his wings. He'll keep you in the right place of protection at all times. But if you get to be a rebellious little chick, you can get out there and get hurt or get far worse than that. Amen. But we need to know the truth. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth. What did he say about himself? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. His word is truth. His name is truth. Listen to Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That's we can run to it, my friends, at all times. In Psalm 46.1, it says, Good, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. When you trust God to be your covering, he'll protect you from harm and defend you from uh, danger. I can, I can remember times that, that have happened to me that I've escaped things that I probably shouldn't have that because of him. I remember a train wreck years ago that I was on a caboose, and that you've probably heard this story before. And uh, I was on the back of the caboose, and we were waiting on another train to go by. And within a few, uh, maybe 50 yards, 40, 50 yards from me, there was a switch, and cars began to run up over the switch and come down our track. And, and uh, I jumped off and ran down the down in the, the weeds, down in, it was down on uh, Tuscola. Well, he saved me, and it, the, the caboose was turned over with two men in it, and uh, they were saved. One of them had a broken leg, but, you know, we were able to be saved, and I think about that, and I prayed in the Spirit all that time. <laughs> I'm running down the hill praying in the Spirit, and I know God had saved me that night. It, was, it, was, it turned over a lot of cars, caused a big mess, but, you know, there are other times he saved me. I remember being in, in five car wrecks when I was a young kid and never driving once. Even though I had my license, I was in the cars. How many times that, that, you know, that he had saved me? But he will be your safety and he'll be your help and he'll defend you from danger. And that, you know, there's a, uh, what we talked about to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. 
We're to abide there, we're to live there, but how do we stay in that secret place? You know, it's important that we know how to stay there. Just because we're a Christian doesn't mean, you know, the, rain, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. That means it can be raining. Problems come all the time. But what do you do? You run to the strong tower. You run to your refuge. But how do you stay in that secret place? Well, Hebrews says in, in chapter 2, verse 1 in the Amplified, for play, pay close attention to what we have heard so that we don't drift away from the truth. How I many of you know there's many, many voices in the world today and not a lot of them are speak, speaking truth? You better know who you're hearing things from. You need to pay closer attention to God's word than we do from outside influences. Don't allow the world's viewpoints and voices and opinions to be heard, uh, held louder than the word of God in our life. We need to have the word of God exalted higher than, than uh, what the world is saying today. Now in Psalm 91, it goes on to say this in, in verses 5 through 16. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, or of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lies waste at noonday. You know that word destruction, in, in, I think in the Hebrew means ruin. You know, your life can be ruined if you're not careful. If you're not abiding with Christ and abiding with his word and, and staying close to, what, to his presence, it's easy to get out there and have your life ruined. Even, even Christians, a lot of Christians today have their lives ruined because they're not abiding in a secret place of the Most High. So don't do that, my friends. It goes on to say, A thousand might fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. Now, what are we talking about when you're abiding? When you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, you keep your place in, in Him. And so when you do that, though they can be falling all around you. That's, that could be happening today, my friends, in the world we're living in today. There's all sorts of trouble, all sorts of trouble. And the only thing that's going to change that my, is, is a great awakening and a revival and people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you're praying. I hope you're praying for our nation. I hope you're praying for... Uh, 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 the president knows an authority, but also the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies, love our enemies and pray for those who despitefully use us. Amen. Because that's our, it, that's our challenge. That's our, that's our commission is that we're to pray for the lost. In fact, uh, Paul told Timothy that we're to pray for leaders and all men in authority. Why does he want that? Because so we can lead a quiet and peaceable life and that all men might come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because we were all sinners. <laughs> we all needed a Savior. I don't know about you, I can still remember back before Christ. I try not to think too long about it, but thank God I, don't, I press on to the things that are in front of me now. Forgetting those things that lie behind, Paul said. So we need to know that, that, it, that the enemy can keep coming in and, and they can be falling all around you, but it shouldn't take you out. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Your dwelling place. That's the place you live. That's the place of rest. That's the place of comfort. That's the place of blessing. And that's how we can be blessed and not only be blessed, as we've often said, to be a blessing. Amen? It's when we, we live in that place of blessing. That place of blessing is where Jesus Christ is. That's where his 
presence is. That's where the Holy Spirit, we can hear the Holy Spirit's voice when we dwell in his presence. Amen. We get outside there and we listen to all these other voices and we get in a tight spot. Guess what we're going to hear? Doubt and unbelief. We're going to hear what the world says. And we can't go by what the world says. We have to go by what the word of God says. Amen. It says, no evil shall befall you, nor any plague <laughs> come nigh your dwelling. In other words, you don't have to worry about the plagues. Amen. And if you were to get it, aren't you glad we have a healing covenant? Aren't you glad that by his stripes we have been healed? So make sure you're reading this and, and, and talking about this over yourselves. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. How many times have you ever had a situation that, that you escaped trouble? Many times on the highway or something that, that you just barely missed being hit or something. How many of you know angels are out there? Angels are real. Angels do great things for us. How many of you know that there's probably been situations you can't even remember that he's, he's saved you and his angels have saved you from some calamity or some tragedy? I'm so thankful we can call upon our angels. Call and, and, and his angels shall have charge over us to keep us in all our ways. Amen. In their hand they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stones. That's the good news. That's his good news. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the, and the uh, serpent. You shall trample underfoot. In other words, you have authority over, over situations. We've been given authority. We've been given a name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. And there'll be a day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess his name. So we need to know that today. Let's don't pay so much attention to the, what the world is saying. And don't pay so much attention. You can be on a conservative uh, newscast. You can be on uh, uh, something that seems right. But if you're hearing the trouble all the time, guess what? Your mind's going to be churning from all the stuff that's going on. It's going to be worrisome. And, and we're being told, Paul told us, don't be anxious for anything. But prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, we make a request known unto God. And then the peace that passes understanding will guard our heart and mind. You know, that's part of God's protection. That's part of what we have in the secret place of the Most High is protection. Now, let me finish part of this uh, uh, Psalm 91 in the Message Bible. I like what it says here. If you hold on to me for dear life, says God, <laughs> I'll get you out of any trouble. What's any mean? Any. It just means anything that's going on in your life that you need help with, he'll be there. I'll give you the best of care. If you only get to know and trust me. How I many of you know it's important to know? Not just to hear about him, it's to get to know him. <laughs> knowledge doesn't uh, necessarily provide revelation. We have a knowledge of a lot of things. I have a knowledge, I'm looking into this camera. Uh, I have a knowledge that that's a camera, but I really don't have a revelation of how it works. So there are things that we, uh, we don't have revelation of, but he will give us revelation, amen? But he says, and trust me. How many of you know trust, faith, is really having trust in God to know his word is true. Call me and I'll answer and be at your side in bad times. Boy, that's, <laughs> that's a prayer we need to have right now, isn't it? I'll rescue you, then I'll throw you a party. Woo, hallelujah. We'll have a Holy Ghost hoedown, amen? We'll be, we'll be delighted. I love that. I'll throw you a party, hallelujah. I'll give you long life and give you a long drink of salvation. 
our life is, is hidden in him. Amen. And we need, to, we need to make sure we're staying in the secret place. We're abiding there, not, not just uh, uh, part-time. You know, part-time visitors or part-time uh, uh, coming and going. Uh, that happens in church sometimes, doesn't it? We have people show up for, uh, you know, now that we're not meeting on a regular basis like we have been. But over the years, I, I've been amazed at people that don't come for a couple months or a, a couple weeks and come and they think they're, they're uh, committed. Well, listen, friends. If you're really committed to the, to the Lord, you're going to be in his church. You're going to be providing what he has, the gift that he has in you for others. That's the good news. And there's a war going on. We know that for the hearts and souls of men and women. As never before, we see that. What's it do? It can divide nations. It can divide uh, households. It divides, obviously, it's dividing our nation. It can divide, divide churches and divide Christians. We can't go there. We need to be unified and, and uh, together in, in this fight we have. Must draw near to the Lord in, the place, in his place of protection. Let's get our eyes on the prize. As, we, as I end this message tonight, I want you to think about what God has done for you and what he will do for others if you allow him to. Uh, speak the word. <laughs> I like what the centurion said. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. How many of you know we need to be speaking the word more than we are speaking what what's going on or what the newscast says or what uh, the governors or what this is doing or who's doing that and all that? Let's say what God says. He is our help and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Let me end this with what Paul said. Paul said he hadn't, in Philippians 3, he hadn't arrived yet, but he says, He's pressing towards the gold for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's press forward to the prize. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. For time is short. Our time is short. I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I know our time is short. And we need to live for him. And we need to be unified under the banner of Jesus Christ. And we need to live in the secret place. Have a good evening. We'll see you on Sunday. Now we're back live on Sunday, so try to get here if you can, and we'll see you again next time. Be blessed. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.